Welcome to the Great Reallocation, our weekly guide to the inner workings of the Roy family. I am the eldest boy, Zachary Shevich, and he needs a pain sponge. It's Arturo Zurita. It's it. It's all come down to here. Hopefully you're happy mm -hmm. with who took the throne. I am upset with the walk down to the throne. I am aggravated. I have never had an episode where I just yelled out, damn it, Shiv, than any other one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think we arrived in a place that maybe we didn't expect, but I personally didn't find the finale to be very surprising. And no. I, I tweeted something out to that effect that I think, I think like a great series finale often isn't that surprising because if the writers are doing their mm. job, like you know and understand the characters well enough that their decisions you make just sense play. to you. And exactly. Ah, and and that it doesn't does, mean they don't everybody's piss you off, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what's brilliant about succession is that you can like get into uh. the ups and downs of it and the who will win of it and you you root for your problematic faves even if you don't think they're good people. But I, I thought it was uh, a pretty exciting finale for me. I, I would say that it definitely met my expectations, maybe even exceeded them a little bit. Were you were you underwhelmed? Were you overwhelmed? Ooh. How did you feel, just generally speaking, about the way that Jesse decided to wrap things up on Succession? Um, like you said, it's it, it almost feels like the season three finale revamped, right? It's the season three finale without mm -hmm. Papa Logan just as ghost. You, you kind of have a similar winner. Someone's coming up. He doesn't have the white suit, but he's got something better. He's got a CEO position for the person who takes it all. It is that just repeated. It's all of the siblings messing up exactly how you would expect them to mess up. Honestly, I've never seen a show or, or a group of people mess up so cleanly, like mess up consecutively all of their problems, collectively uh, combining at this one moment where they need to get together the most and then just fall like dominoes. Uh, so again, to me, it was the most frustrating thing to see these siblings where, as problematic as they are, as much as none of them should be in that position of power, I don't know if the people who got it should either. Um, mm -hmm. I know with it being a season finale, uh, they're going to leave a lot open-ended as well, but I still think that there's a lot to be answered for. I still want to know what's going to happen with the Menken yeah. stuff. You know, that has to do uh, mm -hmm. with who's going to take over and what he's going to allow. Could he block the deal? I mean, that that's still a thing, if I'm not mistaken. It's still yeah. a possibility. Uh, there is still also the fact that, you know, they did kind of call it an election and that hasn't come back into play. Mm -hmm. there, there's still a lot of these little threads that, uh, I, you know, I, I knew they would still leave them open, but it makes me curious to see, like, what else there would have been in store. But clearly the show wanted to end it on, like, the moment certain people are out, then so is the audience. Like, they're, they're wrapping it up there. Yeah. But I don't know. I kind of wanted to see more. To me, if we were doing that, then Papa Logan's death would have been the finale. Um, right. But... I, I see you liked it a little yeah, bit I mean, more. I, 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 let's see what your highlights were. Well, I mean, there's a, a lot to get into. And just speaking to, to what you talked about, I think it's interesting in that while it is like a finale and it does end this whole story of, of succession and who will succeed, it's not exactly like an ending for these characters. That Speaking to what you're talking about, like we don't know yeah. uh, what's going to go on in the rest of Tom and Shiv's li lives together or maybe not together. We don't know what Kendall's next uh, venture is going to be. We don't know how, how you know all these people are going to shake out in the future, but 
like they finished the story that they started to started telling in the beginning. Like this is a story about how power will transfer over from this like mogul, this titan, this insurmountably huge figure in Logan Roy, how that power will move on to the next generation or not. And, and if if that's the story that is at the heart of the show, then I think they did a really good job of tr- wrapping that up. And yeah, there's there's those things that will linger and we'll we'll think about, but it, it almost maybe would be too clean if we got straight answers for yeah, all those yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. So you, I, you I know, a mixed bag for sure. Exactly. But, no. I, um, so I I did think though, with it being ninety minutes, the last couple of ones have been ninety minutes, which I enjoy. I love that a lot. Yeah. You were getting these little pockets of them just hanging out. And that's why I wish a fifth season could have filled that out a little bit better. That That's probably an right. only thing I would say in terms of the production and how they decided to have season four, like, ramp it up, right? I think we would even say that for Barry. A, a lot of season finales end up having that, where instead of extending it in the worry of it stretching out too thin, uh, you have moments in the finale where they're beautiful. I would not cut out any of those quiet moments where they're having downtime. I mm-hmm. just wish I almost got a whole episode. I feel the opposite. You know, I wanted a whole episode of that before we got to the tension. Um, but here we are. Yeah. Um, and we here we are with Tom Wamsgams coming <laughs> out on top. You know, a lot we, of people had him in the bingo. We theorized a lot about what, how the show would end, who would end up on top. You and I, at least, I don't think we spent a lot of time entertaining the idea that it would be Tom, just because he's seemed like such a pushover, such like a, a interchangeable cog places. in the in- industrial machine. Um, and yeah, that ended up being his, his greatest asset. Uh, what did you think about Tom? And, and was this a, a win for the Midwest? <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the for the places that, uh, what's his name, Connor was going to go visit. Uh, it was funny to see the Greg <laughs> theories come up, right? Everyone was like, oh, that would be really funny. And, and as much as we entertained it, we thought, oh, it'd be a little too much. Um, one, I love how everyone jumped on the Greg train. Oh, everybody had a spark of the idea the last, the last week before Succession. <laughs> everyone wanted to put it in. Right. That came out to be really goofy. This is the best version of that. It wouldn't have been Greg. It would have been Greg through Tom. It makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. that it would be Tom. Like you said, the pushover, the cog in the machine, the one who was oiled up enough to have been there throughout the entire thing, who had entertained Logan and got a little son before his passing, who was there for his passing. The fact that he was the mm-hmm. one who was able to even... Uh, <laughs> he pissed off Masson at first. And then at the end of it, the reason he takes it is because he's willing to sit there and take stuff like I do it with your wife in the right circumstances... He is the exact mm-hmm. type of scummy person who would end up on top just because he's willing to take all of it. Is he a killer? I don't know. That's where Papa Logan mm-hmm. claimed you needed to be one in order to take this role. So I guess my only thing with him is like as awesome as it is for him to take over, I wanted to see him more in a position of power. We barely started getting that towards the end. And I think that's the one thing I'm going to miss. I know we're not supposed to ask for more, but I would have been really yeah. interested to see what he would have been as a boss. It's just hinted at. Yeah, that would that would have been yeah. a completely different side of him. Yeah, could I he mean, handle we get that? Like I don't know. little, we get little bits of seeing him run ATN, and I don't know. I I, I never took him to be a particularly good boss. He seems pretty belligerent, particularly. Thank you. Okay, like, he's so Thank awful you. to Greg. Yeah, easily. But so like, I don't see how that was going to trickle down to be anything else. 
Well, I mean, the the only way that it does seem to work is in the way that he pitched to, pitched to Matson. He he says, "My value as a manager, I think you know, I'm simple. I squeeze the cost, I juice the revenue, follow the boss. You know, I digest strategy and implement." He's he's a guy who doesn't really seem to have his own ideas. He just kind of follows the lead of whoever is the strongest person in the room. He sucks the biggest dick in the room, as as Schiff uh, not so politely says it. But that's in the end, exactly what Matson wants. He doesn't want someone yes. with ideas. Shiv has too many principles and, and ambitions of her own. Shiv says she was, uh, Matson says she was too pushy on the India tactics. She's smart, but I got plenty of ideas, okay? I don't know if I need more ideas. Yeah, and that's the reason why we're going to get into a lot of people's results. Tom winning is really not Tom winning. There's strings attached to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's he may be in charge, but he's not really steering the ship, I guess. Yeah, the whole thing got revamped by the end. It's like they were running for mayor, then they realized, oh, actually, the governor runs all the rules. Like, yeah, I it, it, it demolished what the role was supposed to be because at the end, it really is Matson. Yeah, that moment when Matson tells him that he wants to uh, fuck Shiv. Do you think that there's a part of him that is actually interested in that, or is it all a test for Tom? Both. Both, probably. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't pull a card about yeah, it could it being be both. his kid. That was something that I thought he was <laughs> right. going to try to dangle over him. It just seems like such mm-hmm. a massive thing to do. Um, but he's now his little boy, so I'm pretty sure he could bring it up whenever he wants to. And that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know if Tom could lead, yeah, but more uh, than that, I don't I, know I how much the, like, Tom just, could take. Sorry, what was that last bit? Did I break out? I was just saying that I don't know how much Tom can yeah. lead, but I also don't know how much Tom can take. Because we don't know how much Matson's going to push him over. He he bent over backwards for Shiv, but yeah. at what point is uh, he going to break? <laughs> yeah, he says he has a very, very, very high tolerance for pain and physical discomfort. I, I love the term pain sponge for, for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it ultimately comes down to, like, I think they're in bed with, like, some kind of sleazy people, you know, uh, Matson is trying to buy a conservative news organization. And when he says, why don't I get the guy who put the baby inside of her instead of the baby lady? Like that's the, the sort of internalized misogyny of this kind of world. And in the end manifesting to screw over Shiv and, you know, put her husband in the catbird seat, which I I think is just another interesting layer to this all. Yeah. Can we lay it out that Shiv is not this angel people want her to be? Right. Yes. Like there, Bro, that's people been think the... that she chose her. She chose herself. She did not chose good. Everyone thought, oh, well, she's on the side of Matson, so that makes Matson this great player. Matson screwed her over. Matson was never going to be any different than anybody else. Yeah, Matson is is the same kind of breed as as everybody in this world, right? He's not like Thank you. pure or better and. I guess that does bring up the question uh, when we're talking about the finale, right? Like, it gets to the vote. It gets to a place where the vote is six to six, and Shiv is the last one left. And she can't bring herself to vote for Kendall. Do you think she made the right decision? Do you think she was doing it to stop Kendall from becoming a monster? Did she do it just to allow her husband to become the CEO so she would be close to power? Does she just not think Kendall would be good at the job? Do you think... Maybe it's a version of all three of those questions. It is kind of a version of all three of those questions, but I'm going to lean with a very confident and hard fast 
Absolutely not. The moment that she got up on that 6-6 six, six split, I, my blood pressure boiled. It was worse than when Jimmy Buckets lost that game the other night, right in the, the last three seconds uh, with the Heat. <laughs> this girl, at the last heat minute, culture. decided to flip, not because of the goodness of anything. I'm so tired of hearing that. Shiv, Shiv is the, uh, how do I put this? She's for the people who are still working and making money off of the ways that they don't like, but socially want to say that they're that they're uh, like right. nice people, but they're really not. They just Classic don't have the balls feminism. to be a Jess. They they don't exactly. I like how they also called a Jess 2.0 at the beginning of the movie. There's just always going to be another one. <laughs> new that's Jess, someone. <laughs> yeah, new Jess. That's someone. As we said last week, who came in and finally decided, yo, there is a, a line that was drawn here. Probably should have seen that from farther away. She made the decision to leave. Shiv just did this. You just put the comment there. The moment she saw her brother sit on the chair, mm. run that scene back, you mm. will see everything that happened. That whole night prior yeah. of like, oh, yeah, you know, at least it's going to be the best for all of us to keep it in the family. She was not respecting her father. Her father wanted to keep it in the family. You sent me that really cool edit that, that brings up how Logan said, everything I did, I did for my kids. Even if it wasn't for one particular one in mind, it definitely wasn't to give it to Tom. It wasn't to give it to somebody who wasn't going to be within the family. So at mm-hmm. the end of it, yeah, I thought it was the most selfish decision. There is there's no goodness in that. Who did she yeah. just get in? Her husband, who we'll get into what that means for her, because I actually <laughs> think that's the most bittersweet part of Succession. What a yeah. cra- you shared a shot of that. That is the craziest part. But first I want to say, Tom is responsible for calling the vote. Mm-hmm. So you didn't do it for the goodness of anything when you already knew what your husband was doing. You already know what Matson did to you. She put herself in the worst position. I don't know if you have that picture of the hand, but she ended up the biggest loser to me. I think we could argue Kendall because Kendall goes back to the water. But Shiv became the Tom in the relationship. I don't know how long she lasts in that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely not a position that I feel like she... Uh, will comfortably occupy it at the very least. Hell um, no. Hell no. no. It, yeah, it's it's just such a such a bitter moment at the end of this. I, I, the handhold or or non handhold between them, just like laying their hands on top of each other. You, you mentioned that I I had tweeted that out. Uh, I tweeted it out with one of the pictures of uh, Trump and uh, of Donald Trump and Melania who somewhat notably have also had their issues holding each other's hands in public. No contact. And I, you yeah. know, the way the way that they just sort of, like, barely are touching hands I th- was... I, th- I don't know if that's, like, an intentional allusion to what's going on with Tom and Shiv there, but there's, like, even though they're partners, even though, like, now they can <laughs> organize their schedules together, th- there's just, oh, like, a, a coldness that will always exist between them. And, and you know she's she's trapped herself to a future of becoming like her mother, who she despises more than her father. You know she's already prepared right? to be a emotionless, distant mother who's not really gonna do the job of raising her kid, and now she's a, a, attached wow. herself to this relationship where wow. you know the guy who was once head over heels for her really is kind of struggling to. To show her any love like she there's that moment earlier in the episode where she actually asks him do you want a real relationship and he, all he can say is i don't know he's been through too much with her 100 percent. and do you blame him 
No, not at all. I mean, I, I do hear, like, I thought it was very interesting. I, I wrote down Shiv's line. I know that we said the worst things, but I think I've always I've always just been scared in relationships of the underneaths. You know, what's the worst thing a person thinks? But we know. Once you've said and done the worst things, you're kind of free. And, and you know, it's interesting that that's, like, for nah. her, that's comfort. That she knows his nah. his deep under, he's like terrible nature underneath i guess i don't know no she does not she knows the terrible nature of a man who married into her family and didn't have anything she was the boss of that relationship <laughs> now he's literally yeah. the ceo mm-hmm. tom is like a horse they broke this man in personally business-wise <laughs> i don't know what he may become but it's definitely not going to be she's not going to want to taste her own medicine if it was to ever be returned and that's where I love how you uh, connected her to being the mom. She's going to be more miserable than the mom. When the mom came out and said, oh, board meetings, board meetings. There's always board meetings. That's always been a thing. She's not a part of those board meetings anymore. Yeah. It's just going to be the secondhand talk while she's what, raising the kid that she already said she did not want. It's terrible for Shiv. I don't understand the headbutt move that she did just to get back at her brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <sighs> You know, I, there's a whole bunch of reasons that you can you can say that uh, motivated her decision. I I feel like it is kind of like a complex mix uh, of many things, but uh, you know, I don't buy the sort of like altruistic interpretation of it that I've seen some people having that Thank she you. kind of Thank stopped. You. She, she stopped Kendall from becoming Logan. Yeah, I, I, they're, they're I trying think... to see something else in her. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, they maybe, maybe be she like, kids. yeah, maybe she did like recognize some element of Logan in Kendall that she didn't want to deal yeah. with the whole like I love you but I can't stomach you. But it's not because Beautiful she life. thinks that he he's going to be as good at the job at Lo as Logan once was. Easily, and and everything that we're saying can be true, while her also you know guessing like a broken clock, correctly twice in one day. Of course your brother should not be in charge. You shouldn't be in charge. Your little brother shouldn't be in charge. None of you should be in charge. If anything, I want to pull a name, Zach, that I didn't. I said if I, I wanted to see him, and we did not get to see him. Maybe I missed him in the background. But the boy Lawrence <laughs> hey, came back, dude. I know for a second you were hearing I, his name. I was like, going to say, no. man, you were on this... <laughs> I was gonna come in with a belt. You've been bro. on that for the, from the beginning of this season. <laughs> yes, bro. I thought they were gonna redo this shot. I thought when he was going uh, up in the elevator, we may not I have seen him, was gonna take but it Lawrence to the top was back. Floor. Oh, he was yeah. name dropped so many times. By the sixth time, I went, okay, we're not gonna see him, but he's here. Somehow, in some way, like you said, we may not answer all those questions, but we know Shiv has now flipped her relationship. She is going to be that mom. Kendall, back to the water, being as miserable as he can be. I don't know what's going to happen to Roman. But this man, at some point, will finish out that line because he is in talks. He is in talks with Madsen. So to some degree, yeah. he may not be CEO, but guess who's still at the company? Lawrence. Yeah. I want I mean, to see him so bad, bro. Maybe maybe Tom is not long for the position. Maybe he's just gonna be there as a placeholder until uh, Batson realizes he's he's got no ideas of his own, and then he can bring in Lawrence, and Lawrence will finally that was eat Waystar Royco. Maybe that's that the, was the season fantastic. five that we didn't get. <laughs> uh, 
Damn. Uh, you it. you <laughs> mentioned credit scene for Succession. <laughs> You're right. Uh, you mentioned a couple times already uh, about Kendall's return to the water. Uh, we we talked about that earlier in the season. That water and, and Kendall's relationship with it has been a recurring thing on this show. That's been really interesting. And in that like obviously season one ended with the moment where he kill uh, he kills the cater waiter. There's that moment where he almost drowns uh, in season three. He kind of has that almost baptism earlier this season in water. And then again uh, we see him. Uh, by the water for that final shot. But the thing that I sort of noticed about where Kendall ends up uh, on the ground, sort of looking out into the water, it reminded me of an earlier episode, one of my favorite episodes of Succession, the Which Side Are You On episode, when Kendall tries to hold another board meeting that he thinks is going to go well for him, and ultimately the votes are against, and Kendall is wandering the streets lost. Because something that they do uh, over and over again on Succession is show these characters high up. They are literally above the city looking down at people. They're often yes. in, on the tops of skyscrapers. They're, they're you know removed from everybody. And Kendall particularly has spent a lot of time uh, on the tops of buildings sort of above everyone. And it, it just feels like very pointed and very uh, intentional here to return him to the ground, that he's no longer above everybody, that he he's lost Great that point. status. Uh, and I thought it was a really interesting point in Jesse Armstrong's interview after the episode where he talked about, like, this being sort of the central element of animating element of Kendall's life. Like, it, it, we, we find out in this episode that Kendall was promised the, the keys to Waystar Royco oh, back when he yeah, was yeah, yeah. seven years old. So he's built his whole identity from the point he was a child around the idea that one day he would be the successor. And now he it's gone. Like that the opportunity for that is no longer on the table. The thing that animated his entire life has been removed from him. And, you know, they didn't give us the moment of Kendall, you know, taking his life that I think some people anticipated could be in the cards, but it's potentially in the cards for, for down the line in his life. It doesn't he does not seem like a person who will find fulfillment in a lot of things. Thank you. That's a, like the act doesn't need to happen. It's worse. He has Colin, the guard dog there who's going to be watching his every move. He can't take that last goodbye. <laughs> He's just miserable now. Like you said, it, th that was such a crazy line to hear. Cause that means that's how long he's held it. It's been a generational thing for him. And without that, he tells it to Shiv, right? When he's like demanding her vote, please, Give it to me, because if I can't get this, I don't know what else I'd be. He now has to oh. live as an empty shell. A rich. Yeah, I mean, that's shell. a richer. But I, I, I wrote that empty. line down, too. Uh, here's the thing. I am like a cog only built to fit one machine. If you don't let me do this... Uh, sorry. So I, I wrote that line down, too. Uh, here's the thing. I am like a cog only built to fit one machine. If you don't let me do this, it's the one thing I know how to do. It, he's like... He, he can't imagine a future for himself outside of this um and despite because all the things that, that they've done to sort of kid. draw wow. conclude yeah and like it, they've done all these things to sort of draw um parallels between kendall and logan this season but you know ultimately and ultimately even though there's a part of logan in all of his kids none of them are logan they're they are they nope. don't have it all um nope. 
man, it, I don't know. There's there's so much to get to in this episode too. I like. I feel like we're gonna skip over some stuff, but I. I, I well, let me let me sprinkle um, some stuff on the on what you were saying because yeah. I like what you had said about him uh, being above. There was a point at the beginning of the episode where he's talking to Stewie, mm-hmm. and he does this bit where he's like, "I see you from all the way up at the at the the Waystar building." So he's already still playing that card. I can see you from down there. Come up here, right? This control right? of being above everybody. Then at the ending, right there, you have a beautiful shot. You know, got to quote it. The horizon line, right where it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, he's mm-hmm. living that boring life now, right in the center. So, yeah, it, it's been a very interesting motif to, to follow through yeah. with him. But uh, I, I don't think it would have been good to see him uh, be the CEO either. Like, obviously, we were rooting for certain people. But at the same time, in reality, none of them should have control of it. Um, yeah. I want to spend it in two ways before I get to the idea of, uh, we had mentioned, they're like Game of Thrones, right? They're basing a lot of their stuff. You had brought them some parallels yeah. to real life. To real life. Though Those real life successions have not happened yet. So I'd be curious to talk about that in a little bit mm-hmm. before that. Speaking of his successors. Yo, when he grabbed his little brother after what freaking Roman said to him about his kids, let's talk about that. Was yeah. that a full revelation? Do I just not remember that this man may not have a bloodline of his own? Yeah, I mean, they've sort of meant, I think they've mentioned it kind of in passing and, you know. I feel like I remember, uh, but. And, Kendall, and, and uh, Kendall's daughter is obviously South Asian, so there's some, you know, bloodline, I think, element to it there. But I, I, the thing that really interested me in that moment is that, like, there was sort of like a casual uh, nature to the way that Roman uh, said that, too. Like, it's not something that he came up with in the moment. That's definitely something that he and Logan have talked about behind Kendall's back in the past. That that whole idea of Kendall's kids not being actual Roy children or whatever because they're uh, not his blood. I, I mean, you know, it just a, just a very terrible uh, turn to, or screw to turn in at that moment, but really kind of, I think shows uh, Kendall's inability to to master the situation, be in control of the moment, and and that he returns to being a child, you know, really throws a tantrum in front of his two siblings there, and and in another way also becomes more like <laughs> his father father because yeah. what was Logan's thing with with uh, uh, Roman? He he was like physically abusive to him. And I think it, you know, in that moment that I'm trying to show right now where Logan or sorry, Kendall mm. <laughs> Freudian slip, where Kendall gives him that hug that pops his stitches. Honest. It's kind of that it's that same thing of Roman becoming compliant to to the elder after some form of physical abuse. Like he's I don't know if it's like a Pavlovian response or just like a trauma response, but he this is sort of the way that Roman has been taught to to be communicated with. And it's very sad to see that this yes. is like what Kendall, who once defended Roman from those physical attacks, this is what Kendall has turned himself into in his attempts to to snatch power. This is why we love the show. And this is why this our yeah. 30 minute episode should have been three other episodes completely. Yeah. It's little moments like that where they allow the characters to do something disgusting, something repulsive, something that may not even make sense to the average viewer while you're watching it because you're like, why would you do that? It's like, no, it's these inherited scars, like not just physical ones, emotional ones, like you said. Yeah, there's so much happening there in that moment. You said he threw a tantrum in front of his boys uh, or we- in front of his uh, siblings, he threw it in front of the whole building. 
It's all mirrors. Well, it yeah, what was that? Yeah, uh, that he exactly. threw it in front and, of the know, entire building, bro. Everyone could hear him. You're not getting the job after that. Exactly, right? Like he's he's not making not making a great case for himself. And you know, a lot of this episode was spent talking about the optics of it and it, it has yeah. to look right and you know, I'm marginally better, but you know, it, he's clearly not worried about optics in that moment where he's losing himself. Um, I did think no. it was interesting, though, I, I put up on the screen, we did get that one shot of Kendall from the back, which I was I was hoping and thinking we might get, drawing, again, another parallel between That's a good him point. and uh, Logan, because there's that shot way. of Logan from the back in the credits, yeah. The saddest way but to find out work. that they're more like each other yeah. than we realize, yeah. They're, they're just the same <laughs> broken people. Um, to even wrap up that point with the, the siblings in, the, uh, in that extra meeting room, arguing with each other, him lying about killing... I thought was also a very, uh, you know, just in terms of how the siblings are feeling about each other, to have that ripped apart from them, uh, knowing that that was part of the season three finale, that very iconic shot where they're all hugging each other in their, uh, yeah, uh, just with the sun blazing down on them. And when he, he has that revelation, it brings them closer together. So them hearing that he's lying is like a sick, what it's a sick lie to tell, first of all. But then yeah. the other two start feeling, you know, I think that's what opens them up to really solidify, actually, forget you being CEO, like, you're actually a terrible sibling. Why would you lie about something like that just to get sympathy from us? And I think that's what opens, like you said, uh, the the flood for, for Roman to say and open up something that was already probably casual talk within their group to him because he's like, you want to lie about something that big? All right, well, let's just put something else in the room. You don't really have a bloodline. She does. So I, I guess Logan wins in some way, vicariously. Yeah, his is in a weird way. His legacy lives on, even if it isn't yeah. as the head of the company. But uh, uh, I don't know. And I, I think it's also like all that more tragic um, because it gives us these moments of happiness, of togetherness. That that scene of uh, Meal Fit for a King, where they're all in Caroline's kitchen right. making the, the gross smoothie. I mean, that's those are some of the moments that I think I enjoy the most on Succession, when they're able to sort of drop their their fronts and actually be siblings and actually be, like, kind of kids with each other. And, and, you know, to give us both this moment of unity and this moment of celebration, which I, I actually found out in listening to the uh, Succession podcast interview, this was the last scene they shot. So you can... I'm sure there was wow. a lot of, like... Yeah, court... The, just emotion and togetherness in that moment. But to go from that and then in this next, in the very same episode, them physically going at each other, you know, uh, we haven't seen them more than play fight. And, and now they're actually like trying to take each other. It, it's an adds another layer of tragedy to the whole thing. Easily. Yeah. I had heard that they, they finished filming at whatever that location was that that was the team was, but I didn't realize Barbados. I like, I like the scene before this when they're in the water, when they let uh, Kendall go in first and it's just Shiv yeah. and Roman and like ad-libbing him, what, what their brother would be sounding like <laughs> if they like turned on him. I thought that you tried that to scene murder was really me? funny to me. <laughs> he he got the stare down. That's what he did right. It was a stare <laughs> and the mouth. Because Kendall doesn't stay with his mouth. We're just like kind of yeah. <laughs> lingers there. He got that down perfectly. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to return just quickly, though, to that moment when uh, he denies killing the cater waiter. Because uh, I, I saw somebody point this out on Twitter, and I'm sorry I forgot who it is. But uh, it, another layer of tragedy to this all is that 
he Kendall was rejected by his dad because he's not a killer, and then rejected by his siblings because he is one, and just that he he's never Ooh. the right mix of stuff. I don't know. Very very tragic. Um, yeah, I know everybody started bringing up the names as well. Uh, you you had mentioned it to me prior as well, and I know everyone was combining it because technically his initials are KLR. So yeah, there was like that killer. there. People were bringing up uh, Tom because I know there's all the literary things. You had even uh, brought up a couple episodes ago the connection within all of the endings of the titles. I know you made a video yeah, about the that. John Berryman poem. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Lost, another series that used uh, books and history to kind of like answer uh, things about characters and themes. Obviously, this show does it to a degree where some people had guessed that it was going to be Tom from long ago just because of who Tom is named after. Obviously, there's the idea of Siobhan's name being Shiv. <laughs> really coming yeah. in as a Do Shiv at the end of the episode. you want to talk about the name Go for it, bro. Did you did you watch this video? <laughs> yeah, everyone was sharing this video. Baby name webs- yeah, a baby name website seems to have nailed the ending of Succession. I, I don't know if everybody's had a chance to see it, but... Wait, does it come from you know, a baby website? Yeah, I've seen it as just a TikTok, a, and not people even thought a, that... Uh, like, culture analysis website, it's for baby names. <laughs> uh, but they, they pointed out something smart in that, you know... The unusual name uh, among the cast is Wamsgams, and if you look up who uh, who else is named Wamsgams, there is a uh, baseball player who <laughs> is fam- uh, famous for having uh, the only unassisted triple play in the World Series, or as they put it, taking out three people during the finale of baseball. <laughs> like, yeah, and, you know, it, that was there from the start. I saw somebody on Twitter even. Uh, alluded to that way back in 2021 so it it was out there I don't know if that's been Jesse Armstrong's plan from the beginning but it kind of feels like it I I can see that I mean (laughs) yeah right those Brits are all natural baseball fans right yeah, definitely assisted to a degree. For those who don't know in baseball, you usually, you know, you would toss it to the people. That How would you even do an unassisted? It'd be a catch, a tag, and hitting the base maybe? I, I haven't seen the play. Tag? I don't even know if they were filming back then. Yeah, yeah something like that. I don't know. <laughs> you should look it up. Um, right, that would be really good. Maybe it looks just like what Tom did at the end of the episode and being able to get that win. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that was... I wonder who guessed Barry then. It was probably, it was probably another baby store, if not like a Walmart. <laughs> right. But uh, um, I know they had also mentioned the idea of obviously with Rome being Roman, the fall of Rome. There's also uh, yeah. with the Roys being uh, uh, a translation of them being kings who have now fallen. So I, I know mm-hmm. that on rewatches, there's still plenty for me in the show that I'm going to be like picking apart at. You were telling me earlier on that one of your favorite lines from this season, which was the you are not serious people. That line yeah. has already appeared in earlier seasons. So just little threads like that, because mm-hmm. I think the one thing they got really down in the show, regardless of where it goes and who disappoints you, whatever the results are, it's always been a series where they are fleshed out, fully drawn characters. And now that you know more about them, rewatching the series, you can pick certain things out that you will see come back to either haunt them, cause a decision that they make. I don't think anyone gets helped. I was trying to say something positive, but I think they're all just being haunted, tormented yeah. by the decisions of the past. But um, that's where I think you, the, the show did a really good job. 
do you view this as as a sad ending or a happy ending or is it, or is it a mix of them? It's a terrible ending. I can see both sides of the argument. Like they they're all I I think the only element of it that I can say is truly that seems kind of happy is Roman seems free from the the pressure and guilt and whatever. He seems kind of maybe a, a little bit uh <laughs> at ease drinking a martini at the bar. Although I did think it's interesting. I don't know uh if you caught this element too that uh, Roman is drinking a martini there in that last scene, and Jerry's drink for the series has always been a martini, so he, despite moving on, he might have some lingering, um, you know, things he's working through, especially with Jerry. Uh, so, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could you could say that having them be get rid of their association with their father's company have finally have freedom for it is in its way kind of a happy ending but they're also they're also broken that i don't think they'll find some silver lining or some some greater greener pasture out there you know exactly this is this is the the big thing in their lives this is the 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 thing they will remember for the rest of their lives yeah to Roman, I just I think it showcases how much he doesn't care. If you don't get the job, uh, like when he was up there, uh, when the scene has what happens where he's getting gripped, he's like, "Why couldn't it have been me?" Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a, a here four seasons to tell you why it had, was never going to be you. Once you right. lose it, if it doesn't sting that much, it's because you never really cared about it to begin with. So I can see him being the freest, but the way he looked at Jerry, that's trauma. Like that is yeah. a boy who still has not grown up. He unlike Shiv was still willing to have the cycle continue to be abused by his brother. I, I don't see him getting any better. I just see him as a quitter. He had no problem quitting. Shiv, I have said, I think has the worst of the worst because now she is going to be the slow one in the relationship. I don't think that's going to turn out well for her because that's all she's had going for her. There's a line that Tom said to her earlier. You don't like failing the exam, the test. Yeah. I thought that pinpointed it so perfectly because now he's the master with the pop quiz he's the teacher mm-hmm. that's not a good mm-hmm. place for her to be in. and then with kendall like we said everything was uh leading to him being there so i guess greg did win you know i, I loved how greg <laughs> got his yes what a beautiful way to set it up earlier and then just put the tag on him why was he still holding those i have no idea <laughs> like you're about to become ceo and he still had those in his pocket but when he put the thing that they were using that connor mm-hmm. Uh, had had them whatever their cycles were, uh, to 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 whatever your property was going to be the the allocation stickers yeah, that's crazy yeah because at this point you know at least he was he was an egg at one point, now he's just furniture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we also finally found out how much money Greg makes. He's clocking a cool two hundred k, the world's best paid assistant. Uh, For is your that soul? more or sure. less than you thought he was making? <laughs> Uh, look, look. To I, don't me, know, I don't know if I'd sell out my soul for 200k. I wouldn't look. 200k is not too shabby, but that's your soul, bro. Yeah. Like you're not gonna see anybody for 200k. Yeah, I don't think it's exactly. Worth it. But I guess <laughs> there's no way, bro. Yeah, Did you I see mean, his place one time? I feel like his place is taking well, a good chunk out pla- of that. I feel like his place was like. W- am I wrong or was he staying in Kendall's place? I, I couldn't be okay, wrong. Okay, it could that. be that. All right. Well, yeah. still, the taxes in Manhattan, it's taking a good chunk of that. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> well, who knows? I Maybe thought Greg had a cool fun, a few... Uh, 
Right, exactly. They probably can skirt their taxes knowing the uh, the ways of the Roys. I thought mm-hmm. it was a very good Greg episode, too, even if he was kind of more of a, a tertiary character. You know, obviously he had... He's been slipping more and more information to Kendall, and then he gets the the news that kind of animates their action for the second half of the episode. And also, you know, his relationship with Tom kind of comes to a head, and they they actually have a fight in the bathroom in that one moment. You know, it, that Greg has yeah. endured not just, like, emotional abuse, abuse, but, like, physical abuse from Tom throughout the series. There's that moment when Tom's throwing stuff at him in the office, and Greg here finally, like, stands up for himself a, a little bit, although not necessarily... I don't know if he would do it if he knew that Tom was going to end up a CEO. Right? Would he have ever slept Kendall? <laughs> never. Never. So now, the dog they've been beating on for four seasons is the boss. I saw someone in the chat say he's going to wish he got fired. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's a lot more baggage there in store that the, the these characters are not done. <laughs> Greg could be as miserable as possible. I don't know what darkness lives inside Tom. I'll just leave it like that. And after getting slapped, whoo, I don't know yeah. what to do with him. <laughs> um, and any other bits that we should get into? You know, we mentioned the uh, the great allocation uh, with Willa and Connor. I thought that was a very fun. A little moment there. We didn't get a lot of them in this last but episode, that's but dividing the perfect up ending for uh, them. the rest of Logan's possessions. Yeah, <laughs> I love you know uh, you, you know we said we didn't get a conclusive end ending to what's going on with the election, but they do say that uh, Menken's win is held up in the Wisconsin court system. And I don't know, the, the tone of the conversation seemed to be that it might not happen for him, so Connor might be stuck in New York, not going off to be the ambassador of Slovenia as he, he hoped. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they're going to end up spending a lot of time together on Willa's new cow print couch. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, do you think that that is their way of saying it's all going to fall apart? Because, again, to me, if Mencken doesn't win, then I do feel like all this finale, while everybody gets a no, will also crumble. So it's almost yeah, like you got I a mean, finale that in episode 11 would have just readjusted. The same way we saw Shiv and uh, Tom fight, and then they're like, should we be okay by the next episode? Right. I feel like if there was one more episode, all of it would have been undone the moment we got a yeah. resolution to, the, to what was being held up. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because Willa and Connor have kind of been the steadiest couple for at least this season, if not a little more than that. You know, she was the one spouse who actually stood with the children uh, at Logan's funeral. But they did t- they did sort of hint at, like, oh, I'm happy for now. You know, she she joked about maybe leaving him later during at their wedding. And, you know, now now that things are, are getting real, they got that, what does Logan, uh, sorry, Roman call it? The second week itch. Um, it, do, it does not seem like things are going to... That's funny. To stay happy in uh, Logan's old apartment, even if Willa does get all her new furniture. Yeah, Shiv and Roman had some really good quips around there. I like when they were doing the um, the acronyms for the cycle. Oh, we the call acronyms those whatever, whatever. Great. That was good. That was good. Uh, I, those yeah. are the little pockets, the little moments that I'm going to miss. Yeah. Uh, another little moment that I thought was really endearing, and like, I, I'm almost upset with myself for how emotional it made me feel uh but another moment in logan's apartment we got a little look back 
at the at the big man the the virtual dinner with dad i'm I'm glad they were able to find another way to get us a little more brian cox in this finale wouldn't have felt quite right without a, a visit from the titan and you know seeing the royce siblings sitting around and watching their dad wistfully also seeing a side to their dad that we i don't think we've ever really seen on the show, I'm sure they've seen it in their lives at some point, but just sitting around, jovial, joking, you know, he does, he rants off a list of uh, every person who's lost a presidential election. He didn't hit <laughs> exactly everyone, but he, he hit uh-huh. most of them. Uh, then Jerry yeah. has her limerick, and Connor does his little teapot thing, and Carl sings Green Grow the Rushes. I, I don't know, I, I found myself getting a little bit like, uh, I felt it in my heart more than I expected to, given how nasty these people are. Yeah, and, and the fact that that was another thing that, that Connor had on them. He was privy to those moments, you know. He is the right. one who knew about his uh, where he wanted to be buried. So it's like just seeing another aspect of him that, you know, even after death, you're learning more about him. Yeah. It was a good moment. <laughs> and, and despite all that, Kendall still thinks he's the eldest boy. <laughs> That's funny, though. That's funny. <laughs> That line's hilarious, bro. That even Shiv laughed at that. Of course, you laughed at that. That's like I'm from Waterloo, where the vampires come out at night, dude. I'm the (laughs) eldest boy. Like, no, you're not. You're just gonna say it. Uh, uh, And he said it like, like B O I. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a favorite moment from the episode? Uh, one that keeps coming back to me. I'm not gonna say it's my favorite moment, but uh, talk about this one that you have right here because that was a crazy shot. Yeah, I mean, it, it the the fight between them, I thought, was so tense. And also just, like, it. I think the thing that is partially interesting about how they chose to block this is it's not Kendall swinging at, and throwing a punch, right? He's trying to dig his fingers into Roman's already open wounds, which is a very different way to, to hurt somebody, right? He's not Metaphor. trying to... Yeah, he's not trying to create something new. He, he's digging into what's already there, and... I, again, it, these it's little touches like that that elevate succession over over most shows. That even in a moment like that, they're they're speaking to their relationship as a whole rather than trying to create a, a small moment. Easily, um, one that I'll mention was Madsen seeing the magazine cover and being yeah. repeatedly asked, "Oh, no, it's is funny. this magazine? I it's it. funny. It's funny. No, 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 it's funny. It's funny." <laughs> That's the only part that I, I, I had seen him say, yeah, it 100% bothers him, but he's not going to say that. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's like, uh, I mean, they've been drawing a lot of Elon Musk uh, comparisons with Matson's depiction, but the way that he will sometimes, like, meme? try to laugh at a joke about him on Twitter or meme off of it. Yeah. yeah. But clearly it bothers you if you're commenting on it. Exactly. But another shout out to the amazing production design on this show, because that looks so much like it would belong in The New Yorker. Uh, that yeah, little the illustration they have of, of uh, Shiv as the puppet master there. Very good. Yeah. Um, any final bits before we get to some of the best quotes? No, let's do it. How did it... What is your final, final best succession quote? Ooh, I mean, I, I haven't done the research to do the whole series, but there's so many good ones from just this episode. Uh, it starts, like, right at the top with Shiv saying, Rome might not even show up from whatever jerk dungeon he's been p- being pity spanked in. Um, 
there's the one that we were talk we alluded to earlier with Tom. You've fallen in love finally. You've fallen in love with our scheduling opportunities, which is so was cutting from him because he's spent so much of the show trying to get them to have like a nice actual loving relationship and that that's the it's the scheduling opportunities that finally get Shiv on their side. Um, saw a lot of people responding to Caroline's. I don't think I don't like to think about all these blobs of jelly rolling around in her heads, just face eggs <laughs> referring to eyes. Yeah, I didn't know she had I mean, lines like that in her. I mean, I feel like that also speaks a lot to her nature as an unloving mother that she doesn't like eyes. <laughs> what was going on there? Crazy. Um, one line that Tom almost says under his breath that's kind of hilarious more fucking hang than a dictator's birthday <laughs> um, uh, let, let me sneak one Matthew in here I like couple, the one that mentioned... uh, oh, yeah, Carolina sure. right Carolina it was just her saying Carolina uh, and Carolina fire Hugo <laughs> <laughs> yeah she, she saw her moment and she took it that was great. And then at the end, she does get a mention by yeah. Tom, so good for her. Yeah, and I mean, I, it feels like that's a moment where even if Tom hasn't been clued into that, like, he, he also is not that interested in keeping Hugo around, more interested in and keeping that, Carolina. Carolina? Um, uh, what's her name? Jerry. Roman's uh, Jerry. And then he said he yeah. wanted to get rid of Frank and he wanted to get rid of uh, the other guy. Carl. He, uh, yeah. Carl. So, yeah. I don't know. Although, that, those are the... Those are the it. same decisions that uh, Matson made uh, a few episodes ago. So is he just still being Matson's lapdog, or oh. yeah, yeah? Okay. Uh, speaking of Matson, I liked his line. Sometimes I feel like every fish in the city is the same piece of Xerox Branzino. <laughs> Xerox Branzino would be a good band name, I think. That's Gre- Greg's negotiation: If I give you something incredible, will you give me something amazing? Will you give me something amazing? <laughs> yes, well, give me that amazing, and I'll give you something incredible. Yes. <laughs> um, Every time Shiv, that boy's Shiv on the phone, when, it's a good one. Yeah, very funny. Greg negotiating, I could just do a whole episode of. Yes. Um, Shiv's line to to uh, Roman. What else did he say when no one else is around? That he was the Zodiac <laughs> killer. That he did Tupac. Tupac. <laughs> um, and then I also really loved. When uh, Stewie comes in, we didn't mention Stewie yet. I'm always glad to have Stewie around. Uh, but Kendall's line to him: "You like pancakes and waffles, and you kiss guys on Molly. You're not the heart of darkness. You're grilled cheese with a suck dick." <laughs> Dear Lord. Uh, I I also think that's a you know for the shippers out there, the Ken Stewie shippers. That's a, a nice little moment to give them that queer representation. He looked good too. He had the yeah, midnight cocoa yes. going on. He was he had a little more graves, but he made sure that for the board meeting, he came in looking clean. <laughs> yeah, I mean Stewie always always looks good on this show. Uh, shouts to Arian Moed, who I, I think has developed into like an actor a lot of people really like. I, I know yeah. he's on Broadway right now with A Doll's House. He's in theaters with uh, You Hurt My Feelings, and he's got Succession going. So, good, oh, good he's really good. You hurt my feelings. Good for him. Yeah, really great in that. Any of those quotes stand out or something else? Greg, I'm going to lock it in. My final, final quote. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it to Greg. Nice. Uh, I like that one, too. Um, all right, so let's talk about the whole, the final season as a whole. First of all, who would you say won this season? And I don't necessarily need a, a character here. For me, I mean, like, 
clearly Kieran Culkin is one of the big winners here. He emerged from kind of being in the shadow of some of the bigger actors on the show to maybe being like Acting? the lead yes. contender for lead. Um, Easily. I, I even would, as much as I think Jeremy Strong is doing like incredible unparalleled work as Kendall, I kind of feel like for this season, I would vote for uh, Kieran in lead actor if we're talking about Emmys. How about you, though? Any, anything else that you think about who won the final season of Succession? Acting-wise, like, for the performances, the cast, and everything, yeah, I agree with you with Jeremy Strong already being, like, a, a force in a bunch of other movies he's had. You know, he's been in Oscar contenders. Um, uh, Sarah Snook, I've loved for a while, back since, like, Predestination. I know she's always had it in her. Uh, everybody else has already been said. I think Thomas, uh, Tom, or what's, what's, McFadden, whatever his first name is, I'm blanking on it. Um, Tom Wamsgames. He, Ma- Matthew, right? Matthew McFadden, yeah. Uh, he was able to show another side of him. But it's Culkin, dude. I think today's generation is going to recognize him as the Culkin over who was our Culkin growing up. Yeah. And to me, that's a successor right the- there. That's great. Right? Like he, so that, that to me is really He's pulled in Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, I thought you said he pulled Elizabeth Olsen. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes, he has pulled in Elizabeth Olsen, but that is actually a really great way to put it because uh, I've been watching both of theirs. Uh, his Hot Ones episode I thought was fantastic. It, it, it was showcasing that he is a star who is you know, now recognizable on his own, same way as Elizabeth Olsen has become her own stand-apart, uh, has her own legacy be, besides what her siblings have done. So a big shout-out to him in terms of that. In terms of the series as a whole... Surprised to say it. I mean, I'm not going to say America one, but Tom and Greg, they're the ones who, if it starts at a certain point, they ended up with something a little bit more. At least the pain that they're going to be going through is going to come with a bigger paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Despite being kind of on the outside for a lot of the show and not necessarily being the people making the decisions they're the ones who were able to outlast and um be, they're they're enough they're sycophantic enough that they're useful to a new regime right because it's yes. it's roman and kendall and telling. shiv yeah but it's it's roman and kendall and shiv who all have these like ambitions and views of themselves as leaders right yeah they they have their egos are so big that they can't just continue their dad's legacy. They they want it to be something of their own. But it's the people like Tom and Greg who are trying to work their way in there, weasel with their way in there, who know that they the the old the reason to or the thing that will allow them to continue on in this job is pleasing whoever's directly above them. And they've done a great job of that through four seasons. Yeah. They are the better employees, easily. And the fact that she exactly. was hurt by her own husband. And was still willing for mm-hmm. him to keep the job over her brother. Again, biggest headbutt yeah. in the history of a series finale. On the official Succession podcast, uh, they interviewed Alexander Skarsgård, and he pointed out that there's a moment in episode nine where Matson overhears that Tom is still at the office, not at the funeral. And that's another thing where he was such a hard worker, he didn't even come to Logan Roy's funeral. That's a an endorsement for for mm-hmm. making him the CEO. Yeah. Wow, through death. Uh, another, uh, another winner, I think we can say Jesse Armstrong, like he ended 
he ended the show on his terms. He called his shot four seasons, and I think you know the show hasn't dipped in quality. It hasn't really disappointed, and it feels like a complete statement. He he said in the uh, after the show interview that he doesn't think he'll ever write something this good again. Uh, but good. you know, good. I agree. He he's owning how great the show is, and I think we all we all recognize that it is one of the all time great uh, prestige TV dramas. He also recognizes that it's not just his words, it's the people who are portraying them. It was the people who were putting him on the yeah. screen. And I would be worried, too, if I thought I matched it, but then did not have this cast and crew. Because it's not just getting one person, it's yeah. getting a whole ensemble to be able to repeat them. Yeah, and, and it's been one of the best ensembles in TV. We, we frequently come on this recap and talk about not just... Uh, obviously the leads and the supporting uh, actors, but all the little uh, people they bring in, uh, the, even the characters who show up just for like one or two episodes, they always are able to pull off of like a deep bench of extremely talented actors who, who not only sell this material, but really like bring it to life. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a pleasure to have been able to, to get such like well, well performed uh drama here like the 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 characters the relationships are all understandable and dynamic and you feel like you can invest in them and even if you don't necessarily love who these people are or what they do i think there's just a power to watching the ups and downs of it and being on that roller coaster alongside them that that just made it incredibly watchable so for for me like i do put it in that pantheon alongside the great shows like like breaking bad and the wire and mad men and i don't know if i have it necessarily above them but but it's at least sitting in their company Not beating them. How? How? Not beating them. You, you don't want to say you're not ready to say it's beating any of them. Oh, I don't think it's beating any of them. Well, but how? It's good. it's good. How will you remember Succession? What, what do you think Jesse Armstrong wants us to take away from these four seasons? So for me, if we had that joke about you know, are they going to Game of Thrones it where you know they have no books to go off of now at this point where. They were basing a lot off of reality. We have not seen the real-life successions that are happening at that point in time. But because of that, uh, I'd be curious to see how the show ages. Because it's such a political show, Mm. I can definitely see our upcoming election, it being referenced and memed a lot because of that. Uh, Because now we we have an idea of what it's like to be in the newsroom, right? Like, he gave you that. That's the whole point. You know, it's like horror movies. When they put you in a shower, it's so you're scared to go back in there. You're scared to go down stairwells. Like, whatever it is... They gave you one for that moment in time when you're seeing an election to to kind of picture in your mind what's happening behind the scenes. I'm curious as things get bigger, how will it all play out? Will the successors mm-hmm. of these big companies that they were alluding to go that same route? I don't know if they'll go out as easy. I, I, I'm not a big believer. I think they stay in power, right? Uh, yeah. But we'll see. Uh, overall, to me, it's the... Uh, the writing and the performances that have stood out a lot. I think for a lot of people, we love the show. We think it's great. I think a lot of people do fluff it up just because of the fluffs. Oh, my goodness. Prestige TV where they talk like kind of normal people. Mm-hmm. Are we finally here? Cool. Perfect. Give me more of those. I like the ums. I, I like the yeah. pauses. I like the stumbles. That is what has made these performances so great. 
And uh, again, it's because we had a dynamic where you had someone like Logan who can say these big roaring speeches and then kind of Roman, um, like, I don't like doing his little things. <laughs> and Kendall, who does the same stuff and Shiv, who thinks she's saying something, but she doesn't really know what it means. Mm-hmm. That That's what I think uh, to a lot of people was, was so revolutionary um, that not everything was a clean monologue. It felt yeah. like Broadway with all the flubs. And, and I love that yeah. about it. It's it's Shakespeare, but it's also you know, your Adam McKay. Just a casual conversation, <laughs> yeah. It's Shakespeare, but it's Adam McKay too. That's actually a great yes. way of putting it because it it's so. both that like high drama and that like those stakes and the that I don't know the the feeling of like life or death and tragedy, but it's also very silly and stuttery and and thrown together and. I don't know. It's a, it's a really excellent combination, and again, as as we just are echoing now, like it's you have this incredible roster who's made it all so much fun to watch. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm extremely satisfied with how thing how it's all gone, and I'm I'm already getting myself ready to do a full rewatch because I do love this show so so much, and it's uh, worth it. So I guess I can't. I can't cancel my max subscription yet, but but how you feeling about HBO these days? You know, we we're not talking about Barry right now. We'll probably get into that on Intercut soon. But it also went it came to an end last night uh, with like uh, Succession out the door. I, I did I did like it, um, but we'll get into we'll get into it more soon. But you know, are you are you canceling your max subscription or are you sticking around a little bit? Nah, boy, I'm grandfathered in. I'm not gonna lose my nine ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, look, I think um, HBO has just, like, such a great track record that I would find it hard to uh, abandon ship right now. I mean, maybe a couple years' time and a couple more David Zaslov tax-influenced decisions uh, could, could affect this. But, you know, we, we're already excited to talk about The Idol. I'm not sure if it's going to be good or not, but I'm excited to talk about it. I'm very excited for I Return am. of Righteous Gemstones. Uh, we know that the the Last of Us will be back at some point. We're assuming Euphoria will be back at some point. Although latest news is that it might not be till 2025 because of the writers' strike and various other things. Yikes. Uh, but like HBO has consistently been the the destination for prestige drama and and the best that television has to offer. So even if they're losing a couple of my current favorites, uh, I, I still have faith in that, in the engine to come and produce some more stuff. And, you know, now that succession's over, they got all these other writers who are probably going to be pitching their shows. So we'll, we'll have to see what comes out of that. Yes, sir. All right. Any final notes to say on four seasons of succession? Are we, uh, are we going to leave it to the inner cuties to leave their thoughts in the comments down below and maybe by joining up on the uh, yeah. intercut discord in the know. description below to con- keep the conversation going? Just don't be a, don't be a Roy. Be a Jess. It's <laughs> the one thing you should get out of the show. There we go. Yeah. The, look for the, look for the helpers, look for the heroes. <laughs> All right, so I think that's all for this edition of our Succession Recaps, the last Succession Recap we'll ever do. How sad. But uh, you can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd, at ZShevich. That's Z-S-H-E-V as in Valter. One last time, I-C-H. And check out my YouTube or TikTok channels at 
multiplex show. Art, where can people find more from you? You can find me over at LME Movies on all social medias, from YouTube, Letterboxd, and Twitter, where you can catch me every week here on the Intercut Podcast. You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Edit, whatever your favorite podcatcher is, I like Overcast. And then make sure you subscribe, not just to the audio podcast, but to the video feed as well on YouTube.com slash IntercutPod, where you can watch our bright, smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of Intercut streaming on our YouTube channel every Monday. Uh, we're not doing the picks for the week this week, but we'll be back uh, next week with more weekend watch list, and uh, we'll put out we're also planning on putting out our picks for the week as separate videos going forward so you'll see last week's pick for the week uh on the channel in a couple days as well so keep your eyes peeled for that please leave us a comment like the video consider heading over to itunes to give us that much requested five star review uh thanks to our listeners in canada who put us on the film reviews charts out there like our facebook our instagram our twitter page support our patreon for as little as one dollar a month you can find all of those uh at intercut pod to get updates throughout the week from art from me from all the guests that we feature here on intercut thanks again for tuning in and until next time don't go down on peter's special cheese <laughs>